Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the show. Today we have Taylor Victoria. Taylor is the CEO of Level Up Outsourcing. Level Up Outsourcing makes outsourcing your marketing, customer service, sales, and lead generation accessible and affordable for businesses of all shapes and sizes. Taylor, hi. <laughs> welcome. Hi. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, good. I can't wait to hear more about this because I know so, so, so many businesses are looking for help outsourcing and I know you guys are killing it right now. So could you please share a bit more about who you are and then a bit more about your business? Yes, definitely. Um, So as you said, my name is Taylor Victoria. Um, Originally, when I uh, started my first ever business. It was a social media marketing agency. I started it straight out of university. Um, But obviously, if you've never worked in an agency before, it was uh, really tough. And I had no idea what I was doing, basically. So, um, but I I learned a lot along the way. Um, I met an amazing woman and I went into partnership with her and she told me all about systems and automation and outsourcing and the power of building a team. Because in my first business, I was trying to do everything myself. But in mm-hmm. when, when I went into partnership with this other lady, she taught me about um, how to leverage my time, which I learned is so, so, so important when you are trying to run your own business. When you try to do everything yourself, there's never enough hours in the day. But when you can leverage systems and automations and, and a team and, and freelancers, then you actually can build a business that gives you freedom and gives you the life that you really desire. So that's sort of how I got into the world of outsourcing and automations and systems and everything that we're doing now. Um, We started Level Up Outsourcing two years ago or nearly two and a half years ago, uh, just off the back of the first wave of COVID uh, because my partner at the time, he was running a gutter business and uh, basically where they install gutter guards and he was working crazy hours, like 10 to 12, 14 hour days, doing all of his admin and follow-up calls and sales and invoicing and purchase orders and I was like why don't you just get a virtual assistant to do this and he was like what's a virtual assistant and I was like oh my god 
I'm going to blow your mind. And so we got, we got him a virtual assistant and he went from working around 12 hour days down to two hours per day and um, making six figures a month. And he was like, oh my God, we should help other business owners do this same thing. And I was like, oh yeah, that's a really cool idea. Um, so that is how Level Up Outsourcing was born. Um, he has now gone on to do uh, start another business. So it is now me and my beautiful, amazing team. We have over a hundred virtual assistants in the um, team already, which is mind blowing that yeah. I'm responsible for a hundred people. Um, <laughs> but we're growing very, very quickly. Uh, we help businesses all around, mostly Australia and New Zealand at the moment. Um, as you said, with their, with their content creation, marketing, um, sales, lead generation, customer service and admin sort of tasks. So, um, yeah, that's sort of how we got started and a little bit more about the business. Oh, fantastic. What do you think made your, made your business take off in the way that it did? Um, I think the main thing that I noticed starting this business compared to my previous um, businesses was just the very proactive lead generation approach. Um, in my previous two businesses, um, when I had my first business just by myself, and then when I was in partnership with the lady that I was telling you about, we mm -hmm. both sort of just waited for leads to come to us. We would put content out and we would send emails and stuff like that, but we were very passive. We just waited for leads to come to us. But when mm -hmm. I went into business partnership with my boyfriend, he was very different in his approach. He was like, no, we need to be reaching out to people every single day and took a very proactive lead generation approach. And obviously because we were doing that outreach and because we were testing so many different strategies right at the start, we sort of figured out what worked really well for us very quickly. So LinkedIn lead generation worked really well for us. Um, at the mm -hmm. start, Instagram lead, um, organic lead generation as well. Um, we tested a little bit of cold email. It didn't convert that well at the start. Um, so we sort of just took that away. So really, we just focused on um, LinkedIn lead generation, um, Instagram lead generation, and then networking as well at like local events because that's what I'm really good at. And that's sort of how we took off. It was it was the cheapest way for us to get clients because we just would pay a VA. Um, we didn't have to pay the advertising costs to market um, paid ads on, on LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook or any of the paid platforms. We sort of went the cheaper route to begin with until we built up a bit of a clientele. And then once we had some clients, then we invested back into the paid ad side of things. So um, yeah, I definitely would say the the main thing was just taking really, really proactive lead generation approach um, and figuring mm -hmm. out a couple of strategies that worked well for us. And then once we'd gotten a few clients locked in, then we sort of took things to the next level with paid ads. So you were actually smart and thoughtful about it, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> we tried. <laughs> Well, and it's, I think your timing is really it, it's spot on with where, where everybody's going. So have yeah. you felt that like you're really fulfilling a need and more so, and maybe adding on to that, where do you find people have the most need right now with, with outsourcing? Yeah, so we definitely, um, I think if we had have tried to start this business before COVID, people would have been a lot more resistant to working with freelancers overseas. Um, but because of COVID, mm -hmm. everybody's used to people working from home now. And 
um, a lot of the older generation business owners who beforehand would have said, no, that's not going to work for my business, actually realized, oh, this can work for my business. It's It doesn't really matter if the person's working from home or in the Philippines or in America, wherever they're working, as long as they're getting the job done. Um, so COVID mm-hmm. actually really helped us in that regard. Um, and I forgot the second part of the question. I'm sorry. <laughs> what was the second oh, part of the okay. question? The second part was, uh, where do you feel like most of the outsourcing needs are? Like, or I should say, what, what exactly? Yeah. So, um, the, the main reason that people come to us is for help with like social media and content creation or lead generation. Um, so those are our two biggest, um, clients, I think particularly with, um, TikTok taking off in the past year or so and or it took off before a year or so ago but yeah. really only all the business owners in the past year have realized oh my god I need to be on TikTok so we're getting yeah. a lot of business owners coming to us and need help with content creation for um, video whether it's long form video like this a podcast and we're repurposing it or if they're just sitting down to film short form videos um, and then, yeah, again, lead generation because every business always needs leads. So those are the every business does always need leads. <laughs> right. So what does it look like when you outsource lead generation then? Yeah, so we pretty much just implement, um, well, we have two sides of things. So uh, we have specific organic lead generation packages where we implement the um, lead generation strategies that worked really well for us at the start of the business. So we obviously have tested different scripts um for instagram for linkedin and we've tested what works really well um so we help our clients craft a script we help them optimize their profiles um, and then we get a va to help do the organic outreach through whichever platform they decide um or we can set them up with a virtual assistant to help manage their paid ads so that can be on facebook instagram tiktok youtube google um whichever platform basically works the best for their target audience which i'm sure you know all about through your uh, marketing agency as well <laughs> oh yes which is why i am a, a, yeah big proponent of outsourcing <laughs> all the things yes i can imagine it's even, as you're even saying i'm like yeah it's exhausting i don't <laughs> It's true, but it's better to out- imagine if you had to do it all. It's it's probably a lot less exhausting outsourcing it than if you had to do it all. So, yes. Yeah. Well, and that's that's I think the bit I really want to make sure we communicate well is that the outsourcing leveraging that allows you to actually do the things that you do really well. And yeah. maybe can we talk about? the false beliefs that come around outsourcing that maybe keep people from doing it? Yes. So there are a lot. Um, (laughs) The main ones that tend to pop up for us, um, I guess the first one, a lot of people say that they don't have time um, to get the I guess, get the ducks in a row to get everything organized to be able to bring somebody in to help outsource some tasks. So um, that's a big one is lack of time. Um, People also, if they've never worked with a virtual assistant before, they're a little bit resistant because they just don't really know how it's going to work. Having an online team member, they're not quite sure 
how to delegate tasks to them, especially some of the older clients that come to us and they still use paper and um, they don't have an online Google Drive. It's Those are some of the false beliefs that come up. Um, Another one is that people, uh, I guess, are scared to have a bigger team. And as the business grows, there is that fear of success and fear of making more money and um, fear of uh, more responsibility, I guess, at the end of the day as well. So, um, yeah, there's, there's plenty of different false beliefs that we could dive into, but those are sort of the top three that tend to come up. Right. Well, what false beliefs do you feel like you had going into, into your business as, I mean, as you started this whole journey? Yeah. So, um, a big one for me has always been money mindset um, and the feeling or the false belief, sorry, that mm-hmm. um, I was not worthy to receive large amounts of money um, mm-hmm. because my family, when I was growing up, we never really had that much money. Um, my dad did have his own business, but it wasn't going that well um, for a lot of the years of our life. So money was always tight. Um, and I didn't realize at the time how that was, um, I guess, getting imprinted into my mind. My my dad very much had the belief that to make a lot of money, you had to work crazy hours and he was a baker so he would literally work all night baking the bread and the bagels and all of the goods and then in the day he would try and do the invoicing and the accounting and the marketing and the customer service and he tried to wear every single hat in his business Um, and so that was sort of how I learnt about business was that if you want to make a lot of money, you have to work crazy hours and it's really hard to make a lot of money. So that's been a really, really big um, false belief that I've had to try and overcome in the past few years. And I definitely put a lot of work into it. I go to lots of different personal development events and I'm always um, putting strategies and plans in place to try and help um, overcome that belief in my subconscious mind. Um, And I guess the second big false belief for me was um, just a feeling of, um, I guess, not being worthy of the success. Like, who am I to have success? How come? How come um, my brothers and sisters they they don't they're not having success? They're still stuck in Canberra. If you knew about Australia, you would know that Canberra. (laughs) a bit of a boring place to come from it's where all the public um, servants and politicians and stuff are from and it's very easy to get stuck in Canberra because you're just like stuck in your little circles and it's hard to I guess escape so I moved to Bali and was living my dream life and my brothers and sisters in my head were stuck in Canberra and so mm-hmm. I created this whole story around okay well who are you to be out in Bali living your dream life like why do you deserve that and your brothers and sisters are still in Canberra and they're not living their dream life and um yeah. it was this whole thing that I pretty much created in my own head there's no my family never said that to me. Um, my brothers and sisters didn't say, oh, you, you shouldn't be living your dream life in Bali. Um, I've, I've just created that. Uh, but I right. think, yeah, those are, I guess, the two main ones that I have had to overcome in the past few years to really um, be able to take my business to where it is today. Um, because yeah. if I didn't overcome those two beliefs, then I would still be... <laughs> In not a great place. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Well, so that means you're all fixed then, right? You got it figured out. You're all set. (laughs) No problems. (laughs) <laughs> it's a work in progress I think with every and you you're probably aware of this it, it probably comes up a lot with every new level of success there's a new um limiting belief that comes up or a new yeah. um barrier that you feel like you have to break through uh, because yeah. when so for example like when I started my first business I could barely even make more than like two to two thousand five hundred dollars a month that was like the cap of where my money my like money container would allow me to hold was literally about two thousand five hundred dollars per month now my business is nearly making a hundred thousand dollars per month and my brain is just like oh my god how is this even possible and it's it's such a different, um, there's such different false beliefs that come up, but there's still false beliefs that come up. It's um, mm-hmm. how, how do you um, manage all of that money? How do you make sure that you have enough profit in the business? How do you make sure that the cash flow is going well and you'll be able to pay your team members at the end of each month? Um, what happens if clients cancel and then you have brought on all these team members to help you build the business and then you can't pay them? There's there's just a whole different set of false beliefs that come with it. So it's it's not that they disappear or get fixed. It's that they just transform into a different shape. <laughs> so that, yeah. I love how you put that. I I always joke that it's we think we've overcome something and then it comes in like this. For those who are listening, I have a fake mustache on right now. It's like, no, I am not your fear of success. I am totally Literally. something different. I am not that at all. Yes. Yeah. But I think that's why it's, uh, we were talking a little bit before the episode, um, before we started recording. That's why it's so important to constantly be working on your mindset. And it's something that you guys preach and you live on a day-to-day basis, especially with this podcast is helping people to realize that you have to work on your mindset to be Mm -hmm. able to be a successful business owner. You can't just do it for a couple of years and then stop. It's a, it's a consistent thing and it's a daily um, practice. It's not just you go to one weekend workshop and then you forget about everything and you never you never implement. You you need to actually put things into practice into your life. I think that's so important to mention as well. Oh, right. Because we so often have that sort of mountaintop experience. If we do events, it's in the nitty gritty of the daily where mm. we see the actual evolution, which is why it's so fascinating to be able to have conversations when somebody's right in the middle of, wow, this like, doing what you want to do and having the expansion, lots of things happening at once to be able to process Mm. that and go, uh, where am I in the middle of this? (laughs) What is this experience like for me? So what is this experience like for you? (laughs) It's, um, it's so crazy to be honest. I just, I, I, I recently went to Bali and it's, it's funny because I'd been looking forward to the holiday for the whole year. I went yeah. back there for the first time since COVID and I got there and I was trying to relax and all I could think about was work. And I was like, this is such yeah. a paradox of when you're working, all you can think about is how you want to travel and do these fun things and go on holidays. But then when you go on the holiday, you're sitting there thinking about work. Yeah. And it's just so interesting because it's, I, I find, I guess for me at the moment, 
the main thing is trying to balance between um, the ambition and the drive and the, the wanting to be successful and wanting to create a company that changes the world versus wanting to relax and have fun and enjoy the, the, the fruit of my labor. And um, it's a very, it's just sometimes can be, I guess, a bit difficult, the, the balancing act between the two. And that's sort of where I'm at right now is trying to just figure out a good balance between the two because I am so ambitious and I have such big goals and um, we're doing amazing things with the company to help people all around the world, but then also trying to balance yeah. that with, um, looking after myself and doing things that are fun and um, not burning myself out, I guess. Right. Well, yeah, as you said, we were talking beforehand and it's that that part, it's almost that fork in the road where you can go one way and find that way of doing it or the other way and burn it all down. <laughs> if, you know, if you don't pay attention to yourself and I think that is why we keep coming back to that, the importance of it. Mm, yeah, definitely. And I'm, I'm so grateful that I have a partner that <laughs> calls me out and says, hey, you're not looking after yourself at the moment. You need to go and do a dance class or hang out with the girls or uh, whatever yeah. it is. But I think it, yeah, if you can, something that helps me is actually scheduling it in my calendar because I'm, I very much live by my calendar. So if it is scheduled in, then I'm like, okay, it's you happening. Do it's, it. it's in the book and I'll actually do it. Um, so yeah, that tends to help me if I'm, if I, I feel like, oh, I never have time for fun things. If you actually just put it in your calendar and make it an official thing and give it a couple of hours, a time block, then uh, it tends to happen versus just saying, oh I'll, yeah, I'll do it one day. I'll book it one, one day. And then you just never right. book it. So your favorite, you, you like to go to dance class and hang out with girlfriends. Is there anything else that you're like, okay, this just makes me feel better when I do it? Um, I love spending time at the beach, uh, because when I grew up, we didn't, we didn't have a beach near us. Um, and now I live a two minute walk from the beach. So anytime the sun is shining, I'm basically like, babe, let's go to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> I just get so excited. Um, so I love spending time at the beach. I love hiking and yeah, dancing and hanging out with my girlfriends. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So yeah. where do you imagine you said you're, you know, you have ambitions for, for yourself and for the company. What are those for in the next, I don't know, just few years? Yeah, so with Level Up Outsourcing, um, right now we we pair Australian and New Zealand business owners with online experts in the Philippines. So we're sort of um, on a very different time zone to <laughs> you guys uh, or a lot of other countries in the world. So um, I do want to expand the company globally. And when we expand globally, so for example, if we um, decide to expand into the American or Canadian market, maybe we would pair uh, we would look for communities in Eastern Europe that um, have really good freelancers and potentially need um, some support in those areas. So we we want to expand into other markets and then look for other communities that we can support all around the world um, that are in close time zones so that no one has to work uh, the graveyard shift or throughout the night because I, I know that would just be not a fun life having to work the graveyard shift um, and we have people that actually come and work for uh, level up outsourcing they leave working for American companies because they they want to work in the daytime because they get to see their family more and um, actually live a better lifestyle so 
um, yeah, that's sort of the, the vision with the company is that we're going to expand all around the world and be working with lots of different communities and, and different countries all around the world. Um, so basically just global domination. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. So for those people who are here for it too, who are like, okay, I'm, because by the time this is out, this may be happening for you. <laughs> for Hopefully. those listening. Yeah. Who, where can we send them to, to work with you? Yep. Um, so if you want to take a look at the Level Up um, outsourcing company, um, just search Level Up outsourcing on any of the social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, YouTube, um, TikTok. LinkedIn. Um, and if you would like to find me personally, you can search for Taylor Victoria. Oh, wonderful. Well, Taylor, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for sharing. It's been really fun talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. It was awesome. Oh, you're welcome. Bye now. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.